The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer, the heart of Giants Nation. Nobody beats the biz, Chris Bizignano. Chris, I'm glad I waited a couple of days to do this to recap rounds two through six. Um, because, look, you know, as good as we felt after round one, you know, rounds two and three, Friday night, a <laughs> little strange. Want to get into the picks. Felt a lot better Saturday, and I felt like that's well. That's how Giants Nation felt on Saturday, based on the tweets. But um, overall, Chris, let, let's give let's let's talk about the draft overall. What you think, and then we can go into individual picks. But um, coming away from this one, buddy, what what, do you, what is uh what's your feel on this? Well, he addressed the needs, Jerry. Right? He addressed yeah. the look. One thing I want to point out, you know, he he drafts two guards from North Carolina, two, yeah. not one, both. <laughs> okay, and I think that should tell you, Jerry, for, that they don't think very highly of Shane Lemieux. Okay, right. Um, I don't think I think Shane Lemieux is going to have a hard time making this roster. I really do. Uh, I think they look when they evaluated Lemieux, and I think they said, "Well, they went out. Look, let's face it, they went out and they signed Max Garcia, right? Right, another veteran. Obviously, we know about Gawinski, but that's the right side. So they go out and they sign a veteran." Um, Max Garcia, and then they go out and they draft two guards. Yeah. So to me, it's like okay, well, Garcia is probably going to be have the kind of like the upper upper hand going into camp. Doesn't mean he's going to win it. I expect the veteran to have the upper hand, and then they'll settle it in training camp and see who wins that. But I, I got to be honest with you, Jerry. I, that's the impression I got when they drafted these two kids. Was like okay, I think Lemieux is in trouble. They don't think very highly of him. Now the surprise, I think we're all surprised, not shocked. Kyle Johnson. I know Kyle Johnson was on us. He said, one of our followers said, hey, look, they're going to draft a receiver in the second round. And we, Look, we both didn't say, no, no way. We were just like, oh, man, I, that would be a little bit of a, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm not going to discount that, right? That could happen. It did. I, I was a little I was a little cockier than you were about it. I said, come on, Kyle. And then thinking about it during the podcast, I was like, you know what, maybe he's right. So go ahead. Yeah, I mean, Jerry, for the, his for the simple reason. So they go out and they draft Wendell Robinson, and who was one of the best receivers in the SEC last year. Yeah. 5'8 kid. Mm. A lot like Kadarius Tony. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot like Kadarius Tony. Over 100 catches last year against really good competition. Yep. Um, numerous SEC corners come out and say, hey, he was one of the toughest guys to cover. Yeah. You know, this kid is got a phenomenal talent. You know, uh, but you look at it and you say, like, oh, why are you drafting him? You got Tony, you got Shep. Well, Jerry, let's, 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 Realistically, look at this. One Shep, from what I understand, 
Don't look for him to like October, maybe. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, you might see him in October, maybe November. God willing for the for you for because I love Shep, you know that. God willing September, right? Yeah. Yep. He really we had you know if he if he get ahead of schedule. So the point being is that we don't know what's up what what's up with Shep, right? Next year. Not right. to mention Shep always gets injured, right? Yeah, he does. He always gets injured. So you look at that, and then you look at Kadarius Tony, Jerry, and we all know the talent of this young man. No question about it, but we, I think everybody looks at Kadarius Tony. Well, what are we going to get from him? Is he going to be injured? Is he going to be some drama? What's going to happen? Is he going to be there for 17 games? You look at it right now and say, probably not. You know, he'll probably get <laughs> injured. Who knows what, you know, what's going to happen? Yeah. So the Giants look at it in two ways. And Joe Shane was pretty adamant about this. You know, he was asked, well, you know, you drafted this guy. You got Tony. Does that mean Tony's getting traded? And Shane was like, no, we had another playmaker. And what's wrong with having another Kadarius Tony? That's what yeah, he that said. Yeah, that was that was that was pretty much his quote. He's like, you've pretty seen him play. Quote. You've seen him was, play, right? Yeah. Right. Pretty much yeah. his quote. Like, well, you have seen Tony play. What's wrong with having another Kadarius Tony? Yeah. Another playmaker, right? Yeah, I, I think where people were surprised was the fact that a guy like Trey McBride was still there. Um, and look, Syverson or, or Saratella, one of them said he was going in the first round. He's number one tight end on the board. I know I know he fell to the third round, but a player like Nicobe Dean was there. There were other guys there. The Giants traded down twice when they when they took Robinson, got a fourth and a fifth, which was awesome. But it was a little bit of a surprise in that they drafted a you know, I, I don't know if he's listed five eleven, but he's five eight. Oh, very he's five small. Eight, Jerry. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So he's five eight. Uh it, it was just another slot receiver. You, you bring up great points, Chris. It's just I think based on who else was there, the kid booth, the corner. That's why it was also a surprise. We don't look Shane and Dable. They don't look at players the way you know, and everybody else does. They look at it their own ways. Who's going to fill their needs? So that's why I think most people were a little shocked. Yeah, Jerry, I was surprised too. I'm not going to deny him. I was, you know, I'm yeah. not going to, you know, sit here in the podcast and say, "Hey, Jerry, I wasn't surprised. I saw this coming." No, we yeah. both said it. I'm, we're not going to discount it, right? We're not going to say that's not happening for sure. But I'd right. be a little surprised by it. And they did. They went with yeah. another receiver. You know, yeah. and, you know the kid. You know, it was coming off a fantastic year, and, and the Giants look at him as a really good playmaker to add. You know, with Tony, with Kenny Galladay, with Saquon, and all that. Um, so they addressed the tight end position um, in the fourth round. Yeah. All right with uh, Daniel Dan Bellinger. Yep. Um, some other tight ends. You know, uh, from what I understand, um, you know, Giants. Really didn't have these guys graded out in in the top three. You know, they were looking at fourth round on for tight ends. That's okay. what I understand. You know, mm-hmm. I could be wrong in that, but I've, a couple of people kind of w- just told me that that was that's pretty reliable. Uh, not definite on that, but that's what I'm here. I mean, they did pass on these guys, Jerry, in the third round, right? Yep. Um, they took the other guard um, from North Carolina. McKesson. Decided to go tight end. Actually, for what I understand, uh, let me rephrase that a little bit, Jerry. I don't want to mislead people okay yeah i was kind of told that don't be surprised if they don't go tight end in the first three and they're going to look for the tight end in the fourth which is exactly what happened now that surprised me i thought maybe they would have a few guys graded but they went in another direction i'm not gonna yeah you know i want to correct myself i'm not going to say they had they had nobody graded out top three round talent i don't know that for sure but i was told that look for them for the fourth round on 
they weren't going to go tight end the first three. And sure then you pretty much tweeted that on Saturday, too. Yeah, you know, and it did. They went tight end fourth round. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was kind of trying to hint to people, like, don't don't expect a tight end today, you know, and, and, and on day two. So um, one surprise, Jerry, I have to admit, really surprised. I thought they were going to draft the running back, Jerry. I really did. I know. Me too, man. Uh, they, You know, most of these kids they drafted were in on visits. Okay. They were on pre-draft visits. Yeah. They had three running backs in on pre-draft visits. I thought they were going to draft one in the third round. I really did, Jerry, but they didn't. You know, they went another way. Yeah. So, uh, and they addressed the offense. But getting back to the meat and potatoes, Jerry, they addressed the offensive line. They get another corner, not the biggest kid, but they draft another corner. Safety. Uh, the uh, defensive line and the safety, right? And they, they yeah. added a little linebacker. Yeah. That, you know, in the last, in the sixth round. And all that. So that's where we're at. Um, uh, I think people, like you said, Jerry, I think day one, obviously everybody was thrilled. Oh, over <laughs> day, the moon, baby. Day two, the enthusiasm <laughs> kind of waned a little bit. <laughs> they had nowhere to go but down after day one, Chris. Uh, you're right. Well, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, I guess slightly down. I think if they would have yeah. taken a linebacker or even a tight end, I think people would have been like, well, you know, but yeah. Or one, maybe Andrew Booth or something like that. But uh, now, you know, Jerry, we're at the stage where, hey, we're not going to say this is wrong. That's not a kid's got to go out. These guys got to go out there now and prove it on the field. Right. And we'll start finding that out over the summer. Right. Uh, but Shane drafts 11 picks, right? 11, mm. Jerry, which is the which most. Is, which is what he said months ago, remember? We have 11 picks, don't we? Yeah, we had, he did. Yeah, it's funny, right? <laughs> he did say that by mistake. He's, oh, wait a minute. It's nine, right? Yeah. So, it's, Winds yeah. up at 11. I think that's the most since 2003 or whatever. or something like that. Yeah. Um, a lot of competition in camp. It's going to be a roster. You know, Jerry, they're going to overturn us. Let's face it. They're going to overhaul this roster, bro. Okay? Yeah. yeah. And it's slowly but surely happening. Which leads me, Jerry. Anything else you want to say on the draft, Jerry, before I just want to talk? It's just going to be interesting to see guys like Micah McFadden and, um, and Darian Beavers, if they can, you know, not maybe I'm not looking to I'm not looking to replace Tay Crowder, but I just wonder mm-hmm. where they're going to be there. That's all. With with Blake, you know, it might be Blake's last year here. Um, taking two linebackers, two playmaking linebackers, and a guy like Beavers. First thing I saw was Syverson said, I, "I had this guy in the fourth round. I think this is the best value they got in the whole draft." Right. Uh, I, I I'm I'm excited to see what those guys can do. I, I love watching the middle round guys, Chris. Right. Um, yeah, absolutely, Jerry. That's that's you know that's where the GMs earn their money, bud. That's yeah. when you earn their money, brother. You know, with yeah. middle down guys stay on the roster and actually contribute. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, it's going to be they uh, obviously the undrafted free agents. They sign some defensive backs. Yeah. Um, Jordan Schultz um, of the NFL Insider I've actually said keep an eye on this one receiver, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the kid from Michigan, I think it was, right? Jack, originally from Jackson State. He averaged like 21 yards a catch right. or something. Right. So uh, he said, keep an eye on this kid. You're going to love this kid. Yeah. Um, uh, I think it's uh, D- Dalen Baldwin from Michigan, yeah. Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Jordan Schultz knows his shit. He, he knows these kids left and right. So he said, keep an eye on this guy. I think you're going to really like him. They had another big receiver, uh, Andre Miller from Maine. And Andre, as an undrafted free agent, they added some defensive lines, some safety, some corners. Yeah, and and all that, Jerry. So now, hey, let the best man win. The competition's like, hey, look, Brian Dable said it the other night. There's no scholarships, basically. You know, go out there, compete. Yeah. And whoever wins jobs is gonna win jobs. Yeah. Jerry, they were four and thirteen. 
You know, yeah. four and thirteen. There's only a few yeah. guys you could, that could say to themselves, "Well, I'm good." Other than that, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, Leo Williams could say, "Okay, I'm not going nowhere. I'm playing. I'm, I'm on this roster." But hey, yeah, you know what I mean. And there's obviously a few guys. You know, it's just tongue, yeah. tongue, tongue in cheek. I'm saying this, but yeah, let the competition begin. Uh, overall, we'll see how how this works out in a couple of years. You know, we'll see who makes the fifty three. Who, go, who goes to the practice squad? Who's contributing on game days? Who's in actives and all that? And we'll get a little sense about this draft. But, the, hey, look, he needed to address certain positions. He did, Jerry. And I, you can't ask for more than that. And in free agency in the draft, Chris, we have added so many offensive linemen. I mean, to come in here after being great at it last year, we, we were fine, right? We'd have to add nobody. To come in here, I, I feel like we added 10. I don't know. It's insane how many we've added. The competition there is going to be great. And, and Shea made a point of it in the, one of the presses. He said, this is, you know, that we believe this is a position of strength for us now, which, I mean, that, that, that is music to not only our ears, but, you know, Daniel Jones, my God. Jerry, just a quick funny story. So I'm looking at the undrafted free agents, right? Yeah. And they start signing these kids. And then I see running back, <laughs> Deshaun Corbin, Florida State. So the name hits me, right, Jerry? I'm like, wait mm. a minute, Deshaun Corbin? Wait a minute. Is that the SOB that bust the one on the Irish last year, opening game last September? And I'm looking like, I think that's the SOB who actually busted a big one on the Irish and, and, put it, and got him back in that game. Sure enough, Jerry, I look it up, and then somebody on Twitter actually wanted to be a wise ass with me. He said, hey, Chris, <laughs> you know, and he said, yeah. that, is, that is him. Yeah. Keep an eye on this kid, Jerry. I remember him when he played the Irish last year, and I was, like, I was pretty impressed with him. Besides, you know, he hurt the Irish last year with a big game. I was pretty impressed with him, Jerry. Um, this yeah. is a kid that, uh, you know, that could have a shot, you know, a shot at making this roster, at least practice squad, you know. So uh, I remember him from playing Notre Dame. I think people are going to like him. That's good stuff, dude. And I love that fans know our teams and other sports now because, I mean, we're just starting to get our balls busted constantly now. Like somebody <laughs> said tonight, like, yeah, we know, Jerry, you're watching the Rangers during the podcast. <laughs> and people are talking about the Yankees. They talk about the Irish, the Red Sox. That's good stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I like that we threw a lot of bodies at the offensive line that we seem to take players. Like for me, Neil was the need meeting best player available. Perfect scenario. Stars align. Boom. Like Thibodeau was a great, Thibodeau was a great pick. Uh, but, but Neil coming together at seven was, was awesome. Um, and then the rest of the draft was a lot of need and whether you agree with it or not, look, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a draft prognosticator. Like, like a lot of experts are. I just saw that there were a lot of positions there mm -hmm. that we filled, and I, I, I'm pretty happy with that. And, and like you said, time, time will tell. Um, sure. if, Rob, if Robinson ends up being this, you know, more than a gadget player, I mean, he was a running back basically at Nebraska. I, he carried the ball, I think, more than he, than he had receptions at Nebraska, was a running back in college. If he can do everything, return kicks too, um, I think we're all going to be happy with that kid. So I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm just going to sit back and give it a chance, man. Oh, yeah, absolutely, Jerry. The kid was dynamic last year for Kentucky. Yeah. And he's yeah. a punt returner too. You know, yeah. he, was, he was dynamic for them, man. So I, I'm not going to rip the – look, like I said, they added another playmaker, right? They, that, you know, that's what they wanted to do for Daniel. They, got, they, felt, they feel they got another one for him. Yeah. So they got another playmaker, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm not going to, you know, rip this. I, I just love the competition on the offensive line, Jerry. I know. I mean, it's like left guard competition. Yeah. Center, Feliciano, okay, you know, uh, we'll, you know, we'll see who they – kind of shift over there and like that. But right guard's going to be Glowinski. We know that. 
And Evan Neal right now is going to be penciled in at right tackle. We all know that. But I love the comp- – it's still going to be competition, Jerry. You know what I mean? Yeah, gonna, yeah. You know, uh, that left guard spot obviously is going to be a position to watch this camp because you're going to have Lemieux returning, like I, like we just talked about, and these kids that they drafted, and you got the veteran Max Garcia. You know, that's going to be quite a battle who who comes at it and plays, you know, uh, the first game of the year who's starting a left guard. I also like that we got another body at defensive tackle. I'm not expecting DJ Davidson to come in here and get 10 sacks, but he's a big body who's going to contribute right away because, you know, look, the defensive line was a little thin. Now you added Thibodeau and him all of a sudden again, uh, throwing bodies at the offensive line, you're throwing them at the defensive line. seems like Shane knows that you're it's so refreshing to see that, you know, we're building through the trenches again. Um, I'm just, I'm psyched about what we've added overall. Um, and, and without nitpicking on what we could have done in round two or three, Overall, pretty psyched. Dude, by the way, I have to uh, I have to come clean. I corrected you the other night, and I was wrong. Aziz Ojolari had eight sacks. I said eight and a half. Okay, I, well, it doesn't matter. Same well, thing. no, just hey, in, in the effort of being transparent. Like we said, uh, you know, we're, we're transparent and honest here, buddy. <laughs> I looked afterwards. I said, no, no, no. no Even when it comes to half sacks, we're transparent. Eight sacks, not eight and a half. So, hey, hey, Jerry, look, this time last year, you know, after the draft, Everybody was wondering what the hell got him. How the hell you not, you don't address the offensive line? Remember? Mm. And he, you know, he told him, and Judge was telling everybody, "Oh no, we're good with the line. Don't worry about nothing. We're good, right?" And we all know yeah. what happened there. You know, it's it's nice to see. Joe, I have to be honest with you. Joe Shane and Brian Dable looked at it and says, "No, nah, we're not good with this offensive line. Right. We need to address it, Joe. Get me some bodies, you know." And that's what right. he did. You know, that's right. what he did. Um, so, uh, you know. The Neil kid, we all expect him to be right tackle. We expect Andrew Thomas to have a pretty good third year, right? Yeah. And then we have the veteran on the right side, and then, you know, Jerry, and you've got some competition up front, and it's good. It should be, dude. I mean, it should be a much improved offensive line for Daniel. He's got yeah. Saquon back. You got Golly doing different things. You know, they're going to get him more involved. Trust me, a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, but I got to be honest with you, Jerry. As of right now, though, dude, tight end scares me. Yeah, it scares the hell out of me. Tight end scares me. You know, they like uh, Ricky Seals Jones. You know, it's you know, tight end to me, it's like, yeah, you know, it's like I, I think Trey McBride. What do you go to Arizona, Jerry? Yes. I mean, you know, they had they got Zach Ertz and they go out and, and they take a McBride. You know, and, <laughs> and when you look at our tight end spot, it's like whoa, you know. Yeah. So that's going to be a position that's going to scare me heading into the 2022 season, no doubt about it. Yeah, that was a thin one. I thought I, I've been all, all along. I was saying they're going to draft two. Uh, I was wrong. They drafted one. Um, I was a little surprised they didn't throw a couple bodies there. I mean, right now, dude, it's Seals Jones, Bellinger, um, Rice and John, <laughs> Akins, Rice and John, Myrick. Like, yeah. you know, wow. Okay. Yeah. So they, it's, it's, uh, uh, look, Jeff, they, they, they signed two tight ends on drafted free agents. We'll see where that goes. You know, we'll yeah. see where that goes. Uh, you know, a lot of people have been tweeting about and Jeremiah Hall, this kid from Oklahoma. Hey, watch this kid. I'm telling you, you're going to like, well, we'll, we'll see. We'll yeah. see, dude. You know, this is the time of year where everybody feels great about their draft. They're undrafted free agents. Everybody loves yeah. this guy. Watch this guy. Uh, we'll see. You know, we'll see what in, in, in training camp, you know, because um, yeah. everybody's feeling good right now about this signing, that signing, you know, and hopefully, you know, you know what? Hopefully Shane could pluck it on draft. Maybe a kid like Hall, you know, because to me, it's, that's really thin right now. I mean, really thin position. Anywhere else concern you on the roster besides uh, besides tight end? Well, I, I, you know, look, 
they're going to have to move on from Bradbury. I think that's I, that's, I was safe. just going to say that. That's pretty safe to say, right? Yeah, and when they so, do, then you're concerned. Jerry, look, I, I got to be honest with you. Am I concerned about it? Obviously, who's going to play opposite of the Dory when Bradbury, you know, when, when they settle a business with Bradbury, right? Am I sitting here like, oh, my God, we are in huge trouble? I got to be honest with you. I, I don't feel that way. I, some of these young kids, let them play men in camp. Let them play. Yeah. Let's see what they let's I want to see what they have because um I, I I think there's some talent there, okay? Now obviously it's not a Bradbury, right? Bradbury's still good, let's face it. Mm-hmm. He didn't have the best year last year. We you know, he didn't have a great year last year, he had a mediocre year, but he's still better than what they have on the roster right now. Right. Right. But you know what, Jerry? Give these Jaron Williams, give these Aaron Robinsons, you know what I mean? Let them go out there, they're gonna play, let's see what we're at, you know. Um it's a, it's a it's a concern, no question about it. I'm not in panic mode over it though, Jerry. I'm not in panic mode. I have to. That makes honest. me feel better. Now, one of the safety positions, uh, opposite, you know, alongside uh, Zay McKinney, it's concerning. Yeah, concerning. You know, um, so, you know, uh, we'll see where we're at. Yeah, I'd like to see a guy like, what can Darnay Holmes do with Martindale, too? I'm not giving up on him yet. You know, like, right. I, I want to see what he can do. Aaron Robinson, we liked a lot last year. Um, I think okay. Adore Jackson could thrive under Martindale. So it, it's a lot of it has to do with the defensive coordinator as well. And and, and look, Chris, how good can – you know, with, with Aziz Ojolari's now your second, right? That's pretty good, we think, right? If Thibodeau yeah. works out, Aziz Ojolari is your second guy. Then you got Leonard Williams. You got Big Dexter. He's coming back. Blake Martinez is going to be healthy. He's going to be blitzing like crazy. And Jerry, here's the thing, man. The, you know, the philosophy. You know, last year, let's face it, Patrick Graham at times wouldn't blitz because he was afraid of what, who was covering in the back end. Right. He would send four guys. Right. 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 Wink That's Martindale fair. could give a flying, you know what, who's on the back end. Yeah. He's going to do his thing. He's going to yeah. send for, he's going to disguise. He's going to slot blitz. He's going to have all kinds of blitz packages. He's going to show one side, overload, he'll come with the other side. Yeah. Okay? He does not give a crap who's on the back end. He is going to send people any If you don't believe me, check out the Ravens the last few years after the injuries. Not when Marlon Humphrey was out there and Jimmy Smith was out there and all that. I'm talking about after Marlon Humphreys got hurt, yeah. when they were down to Anthony Everett, Averett, when they were down to some other kid, I forget his name, he was like a third in a depth shot. Wink was still sending people left and right. It yeah. burned them at times, no question. But what I'm saying is that they're still going to be real aggressive back there. Yeah. This up front, they're still going to be real aggressive. And now you have a, a Thibodeau, you know, uh, who we're all expected to be. You know, pretty much a pocket pusher, right? We expect him to really pressure that pocket, man. Uh, and then Aziz, and then you're gonna have guys come from all different, all different angles. You know, all different slot corners. You know, A, B, guy, you know, all over the damn place. So <coughs> uh, that's something they're gonna have to work out in camp, Jerry. But I, I gotta be honest with you, dude. Right now, it's not a panic mode for me. Opposite of a Dory when Bradbury okay. moves on now. Okay. First game of the year, Jerry, they're playing the Eagles or something, and they're getting taught. Okay, now I'm in panic mode. But right now, I'm not in panic mode. Yeah, tight end to me feels like when we mm-hmm. were trying to find somebody and we signed Pete Mitchell 
from Jacksonville. We were like, yeah. oh my God, Pete Mitchell's going to be awesome for us. And he was okay, right? Like that's that's what it feels like. It feels like that era where, man, the, the, that, that position until Shockey got there just was in flux every year. That's what that feels like. But with regard to corner and blitzing and everything, Chris, I, I guess I'd rather have a an aggressive defensive coordinator who lives and dies by that rather than, you know, like, and I always go back to Perry Fuel who... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill now perry fuel could afford to rush for because of who he had on the line <laughs> right but yeah. there were times where they didn't get there and you had a good secondary but you cannot give them you know seven seconds to to, to throw the ball anybody's gonna gonna give up a, a reception and not be able to cover their guy so if i had to choose i'd rather go with the aggressive def- defensive coordinator even though i know there's times where you're like oh my god please please don't blitz on this play. Yeah. Well, you know, Jerry, uh, for everybody listening and, you know, there's going to be times, I, I'm going to be honest with you, you're going to love Wink. You're going to love him. Yeah. And then there's going to be times you're going to be like, Wink, what the hell? You know, what are, you know, oh my God. Yeah. So he lives, he's like that Rex Ryan, dude. He's going to, he's going to send the house. So exactly. What I thought and of. he's not going to sit back and he doesn't give a shit who's on the back end. Or who, it could be me and you, Jerry, man, in the corners. And he's still going to send five guys. You know what I mean? So. Wink, you want to you think this one through, Wink? Yeah, yeah you know, and, and Wink will just look at you and go, yeah, no, no, you got it, Jerry. Don't worry about it. You know, so. Who was the Jets D coordinator a couple years ago who, like, blitzed Craig, at the Craig, end of the Craig game? Williams. Craig Williams. That's right. Craig Williams. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of when you're t- talking about all yeah, this. I mean, you know, Jerry, look, you know, Greg Williams, that was his philosophy. Yeah. He would have no problem with a zero blitz. But when you have a kid on the corners that aren't good or rookies, you're taking a chance. And that game, he got destroyed that game, right? That was basically the end of his career as a Jet defensive quarter after that ridiculous Raider game, you know? so Pretty much. Uh, yeah, you know, so that's – but that – look, that's Wink's philosophy, and that's what you're going to see this year. I'm, everybody knows it. I'm not, you know, I'm not shocking anybody, but this, this, everybody knows Rick Martindale. Everybody sees, everybody I'm sure watched the Ravens a million times the last four years. Yeah. This is what he does. You know, this is what he yeah. does. Yeah. And Jerry, right. one quick point. Jerry, I'm yeah. sorry, Jerry. One last thing. Yeah. I have, look, I thought Jerome Henderson, the secondary coach of the Giants, when they were injured last year, I thought he did a hell of a freaking job. Yeah, keeping that down, up, keeping that back end settled. Yeah, with the yeah. with the Jaron Williams, yeah. the Aaron Robinsons where they had to play at the no. end of the. I'll talk about the end of the year. A- yeah. And you know what? I guess I'm not the only one who thinks that because Joe Shane and Brian Dable kept him. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, he was one of the guys that said, "No, no, no, Jerome, you're going nowhere. You're staying here, right. brother." Right, right, right. What does that tell you? Yeah. So I what I'm saying, even, I thought it was going to say even even more impressive the year before, when all they had was Bradbury. And it was it was guys like what like Lewis back there like it it was um who's the guy that was from Denver oh he was terrible I can't think of his name the corner from Denver anyway it was a revolving door that other cornerback spot so right. great point Chris right yeah I know you talk about it. I can't, I'm so bad with names I can't think, I can't of, his think of his name now either um damn anyway I can see his face <laughs> anyway yeah. um 
Um, oh, look at this. Hang on one second, guys. All right, we're going to take a break and be right back with a special guest. Hang on, folks. And we're back. Sam, can you hear us? All right, buddy. Sam, speak. Can you hear us? What's up? How we doing? How we oh, doing? There we go. We got All right, you. here we go, guys. With us at the on the Giant Insider Podcast, the star, the star <laughs> of the NFL draft, <laughs> Sam Prince has joined us, baby. What's up, Sam? What's up, guys? What's up, Jerry? What's up, Chris? I'm doing it's... fantastic right now. I I'm see that. still pumped up from Thursday night. I'm still pumped up from this Joe Shea draft. I mean, come on. The Giants had one of the best drafts in the NFL. What was the last time the Giant we got to sit as Giants fans that we were proud of our draft? Um maybe call banks yet? No, no. <laughs> no. I know. It's been a while, Sam. It's been a while. I, I, I let's put it this way, Sam. It definitely wasn't under the Gettleman era. So I no, it was not. I so, mean look as much as I want to give, as much as we give Gettleman a lot of crap. Sorry, I probably shouldn't have said that. No, you'll, you'll, you'll be he here worse than up me. that Evan Neal selection for us, that trade down, which we got to give him credit when credit is due. He drafted McKinney. He drafted Aziz. I think Gettleman is just a really good scout and just can't. It's just really, that's just his highest he can go. He's not a good GM, but as a, he's a great scout. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come back in a little bit, Sam. You ready? Okay. So we traded down last year, but we could have had who opposite of Andrew Thomas with Sean Slater. Yeah, I, I, so I'm I, not I gonna do that. Well, I do think yell out that much to him. Or, or no, I think about that a lot. Oh <laughs> no, 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 I do. No, trust me. Oh, I think about that. Or uh, we could have had uh, Michael Parsons. Yeah, yeah. But you know, we well, got Evan Neal and Kayvon Thibodeau. Let's think about it like that. Hey, Sam. This is the interesting part. I mean, Jerry talked about it, and I talked about it a lot. A few people in the Giants building recently, you know. Last year, you met Kayvon Thibodeau, and let's face it, I know for a fact he scared some teams with his personality. He did. Last year at this time, if Gettleman, I should say this year, if Gettleman's still the GM, Sam, you think he drafts Kayvon Thibodeau? Absolutely not. We would have had Evan Neal and Tyler Limbaugh. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> He would have drafted Evan Neal, which which is the right pick, and Jordan Davis. Yes, yeah, you're so right. We've it's said right. that over and over I again. So Jordan Davis, and then Neal would have been seven. He would have yep. reached so high at Jordan Davis. I'm not saying he's not a great player, Jordan. Oh my God, he would have been reached him so high, just like how he reached for Tony. Tony's a second. It was a second round pick last year, and Aziz was a first rounder. They, they just swapped. I wanted Tony the second round. But, oh, my gosh, Gettleman would have so blown that. So, Sam, we, we wanna, I, I want to get to the draft a bit. Tell us about that experience. You know, how did it happen? What was it like up there? And, and dude, you, you need to be the Giants hype man from now on. You need to be part of that organization, getting everybody hyped up. But what was that like for you? You know, Jerry, I've been getting that tweet a lot of hype man. So, you know, let's, let's call the Giants and ask if they're okay with it. I think they should be. Yeah. But, uh, so, my experience, <laughs> it was fantastic. You know, I just want to thank Make-A-Wish. For everything they did for me and my family this past week, it was tremendous. So a little bit of how I got this experience was because I was one with a half a heart and one lung. And I got my heart transplant on March 14, 2011. And I've been with my new heart for 11 years now. So I applied for my Make-A-Wish in 2019. I've always had it because my Make-A-Wish was to go to Vegas 
for the first round pick in 2020, but obviously right. no one went to Vegas in 2020, not even the commissioner. Right. right. So then they postponed my wish for two years, and then they surprised me on last Monday now. Not, yeah, last Monday, right before the draft, said you're going to Vegas. But I can't say how I got surprised because that's going to be in the ESPN My Wish documentary series coming out the, this July, which I'm super excited for everyone to see that. Cool. Right. And so I, it was, it's been crazy these past couple of days because I'm a huge Giants fan. I'm a huge draft nut. And the Giants won. They had a good draft, which I can't even believe we're saying <laughs> Giants fans. We're not just being <laughs> positive. We're being realistic. I said to Mr. Mara that if Kayvon Thibodeau was somehow on the board, I would select him myself. I did that. I can't believe I even did that. And, you know, I was there in Vegas. I was so hyped. I was hyping the crowd up. You know, everyone was there so nice to me. You know, I got to meet a lot of players. You know, I got to meet Kayvon on the stage. I haven't really talked to him again after, but uh, I've been in contact with someone from his team, so I'm get, I am going to meet him eventually again. We're going to get together. You know, like, people are coming to me on, on the street taking pictures of me. It's been crazy. This You're a star, happened. Sam. You're it's a crazy. big star now, buddy. Crazy, dude. So, Sam, <laughs> tell us when you were in Joe Shane's office. Um, and we saw, you know, you sat down with Joe Shane and Dable and all that. What was that experience like? What were they saying? You know, were they asking your input? Who did you want to draft? Did you tell them you wanted Thibodeau right there and then or what? Tell us about it. I did. I did. I told him if Thibodeau was on the board, I would select him myself too. As I said <laughs> earlier, I said if Thibodeau's not on the board, I'd go Evan Neal or Sauce because my draft board, I had Icky going one, Hutchinson going two, and probably Stingley or Sauce at three. I had Stingley because I was hearing some inside rumors that Stingley was a lock at three. And then I thought Thibodeau was just going to the Jets at four. I was like, and then we were just getting Sauce and Neal, which, hey, Sauce and Neal for the Giants would be great. But yeah. I would have rather had Thibodeau. We got him. And then, like, I was talking with some other players, and, you know, he's like, I don't think that guy's going to be available at this position, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I also said to them, you know, if you guys go that route, I would try to go a job out in the second round, which that would be great. You know, the Ravens got him, fortunately for them. He's going to do wonders for them. But I think ultimately Joe Shane and Brian Dable knocked it out of the park. What kind of uh, – just one follow-up, Jerry. What kind of what kind of guys were Joe Shane and Brian Dable? Tell, tell everybody when you met them, you sat down with them, you talked to them. Tell everybody what kind of guys they are. The nicest guys, class act guys. Yeah, right. typical typical Giants, right? Right, Sam? Yeah. Class yeah. act. Typical so, uh, so tell us about, you know, your, your fandom. When did that start? When did you start being a Giants fan? And, um, you know, just before Kayvon Thibodeau, the way he celebrated with you, uh, you know, who, who's your favorite player growing up? All right. So still growing up. Yeah. Yeah. I, I still go to high school. Well, we just said that young people say, oh, who's growing up? No, I'm still growing up. But so my whole family's Giants fans. I've been a Giants fan my whole life. My grandpa's had season tickets in Section 135. His whole life, he's even had tickets at old at Yankee Stadium. He's been wow. there for just he's had tickets for over fifty years. Long time, yeah. yeah, really long time. So that's fandom started, and I actually went to my first game the twenty eleven season because I couldn't go to any games before my new heart. So I really started getting into football that year when the Giants won the Super Bowl. But what I really, really got into it like like was a fanatic was. 2014. 
So I, I got into it, but then Fnatic 2014. But my favorite player gr- before Kayvon and Andrew were was uh, Eli. Okay. Good. Sam, what what it what what attracted you to Kayvon? Why like you you obviously you love this guy. You wanted him to be a giant. Tell us, you know what what attracted you to so much to this guy? What, what do you like so much about him? One, he was the best player available on the board. You know what? I'm looking at, at a player. If I'm a Joe Shane, I'm looking at a player who can make a day one difference because. Let's be clear, guys. The Giants' edge rush was terrible last year. <laughs> I mean, Dexter Lawrence played pretty well. You know, Leonard Williams, he played well. And Aziz, who else? It was just those three. Look, yeah. you, in order to win the NFL, you need an elite pass rush. And when was the last time the Giants had an elite, elite pass rush? Was when they won the Super Bowl. Right. So I wanted him, and I've been looking at him for years. I'm watching the Coughlin. You watched him a lot in Oregon, Sam? Oh, yeah. I'm like... Dang, this guy's good. <laughs> and I was like, okay, and the Giants have filed like let's it's a reach. It's a stretch for a scam at five. Then I'm hearing some rumors that people are think he has character problems. Yeah. I don't understand. He just has a big personality, in my opinion. And I think that's totally fine. I mean, if you want to win a Super Bowl, you, you take it. I mean, it's not bad. He wants to win. He even said he's gonna not going to sleep till he dies or something like that. He said some quote like that. Yeah. Yeah. He so don't sleep when he's dead. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, what'd you think of the rest of the drift, Sam? I mean, go, go through some of the picks. What'd you, what'd you like? Were there any you didn't like? You know, I would have liked us to draft the, uh, Matt Arizona. Uh, I might be pronouncing his last name wrong. The punter from San Diego state. Oh yeah. 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 Yes. Like, yeah. A lot of people did. We don't have a punter right now. Yeah. But other than that, I really liked it for Joe Shane's first draft. What about you guys? Go ahead, Go ahead Chris. Oh, Go ahead, Chris. yeah. Look, we, we just talked about it before you came on, Sam, that, you know, obviously we're ecstatic, you know, the first round. And we felt he f- a lot of needs in the rest of the draft, you know. And now we'll just see how this plays out, you know. Well, were you a little surprised, Sam, that they went receiving the second round? Yeah, I was. But they have yeah, a dynamic yeah. talent there. You know, and he added another playmaker. So we'll see how it plays out. He is going to be good, Robinson, because, look, I'm looking at this in the future for the Giants. You have Shepard, you have Slayton, you have Tony, and then you have Galladay. I'm going to say this right now. I don't think Shepard's on the 2023 roster. I think this is his last season as a Giant. So then there were some rumors that Slayton's going to be traded. So I don't even know if he's going to be in the roster for, for 2022. I don't. I'm not saying they cut or anything, but if they could trade him, and then what? You have Galladay and Tony and Robinson. I mean, Galladay. I don't know how much longer he'll be in the roster because he just eats up so much cap, and he was not productive at all last year. I mean, I do think with a better offensive line, I think he will be better this year and will actually catch a touchdown. But I think t- Robinson and Tony are the lo- are in the long term for the Giants, and it's also. Let's just say those players are there in the future that I mentioned that could get cut. We don't know what's going on with Tony. We don't know if he's quote-unquote bought into football because I mentioned this before. I don't care how talented you are. I don't care how famous you are. If you're not bought into the game, if you don't sweat your blood, sweat, and tears into the game, then why do I want you on my football team? Because people pay hundreds of dollars to watch you, spend countless hours to watch you at home. They buy your jerseys. There are over 70,000 seats in MetLife Stadium, and people are paying their hard-earned money to watch you. And if you're not practicing giving it all, 
You could drop a game-winning touchdown that could ultimately cost you the team Super Bowl chances. Love it, Sam. I mean, you, you know, your attitude is is infectious. Um, and and for you to, for you to say like if you're not in, I mean, you were clearly all in on that first pick. I mean, the the enthusiasm was incredible. Um, another question for you with regard to the team: like, is there anything on the team that, or is there anything with the draft that you wish they addressed, or uh, any any spot on the roster that that makes you a little more nervous? I would say, you know, I'm a little nervous about DJ this year. I mean, DJ, I'm sorry, not DJ. DJ. Okay. I, I like him, you know. Yeah. I think, I know you guys have some opinions about him. You know, I. No, this is wait and see for us, buddy. This is like yeah, wait and see. I'm like, see. look, I said it so, I don't know. I don't know how many excuses we can give. Oh, he did bad off us online. Oh, he didn't have any receivers. We're giving him a line. We're giving him the, the receivers this year. I don't know what's going on with with it. You know, at a point with the Giants organization, they just got to say, okay, you know, we really like you, Daniel. You're a great guy, great off the field, great, great leader. But unfortunately, just you're just not a franchise quarterback for the New York football Giants. Right. Yeah, well, that's going to be decided this year, Sam, believe me. <laughs> yeah. So let's do a die for Daniel now, you know. So, but, but Sam, I'm going to backtrack a little bit again to your big night, okay? Um, when did you find out from Make-A-Wish – that you was you know chosen to go and and give the Giants number one selection. Um, what you know how, how and how did it lead about you know you know going to Vegas and where did you stay and and how was your stay there and all that? Tell us a little bit more about it. So I can't answer all those questions because some of those uh, are under disclosed by Make Wish okay. and the Giants and ESPN because they don't want me revealing it for the ESPN My Wish. Little, little, little tease, little tease, Sam. Nice. Okay. okay. So. The Giants surprised me on Monday, right before the draft, and we stayed at the link, and my experience was phenomenal. I went with my mom and my dad. Unfortunately, my brother Max couldn't go. He's also a huge Giants fan. I would have liked him there, but he's in dental school at Boston University, and he oh, couldn't man. make it because he had some exams that day. He just Time change just wasn't going to work. But, you know, I, I loved it, every second of it, you know. That's what I want to do with my life. I want to be a draft expert, maybe work the Giants, the NFL one day. I loved it. You know, I couldn't act. It was beyond my wildest of dreams. I got to be at NFL Network with Rich Eisen, Peter Schroeger, Charles Davis, and Daniel Jeremiah. How cool is that? (laughs) (laughs) Sam, before you, you know, before you took the stage and everything, you know, were you nervous, man? And then when you walked up to that microphone, were you nervous? So the most nerve-wracking part for me was if I wasn't going to say the name right. You know, everyone's nervous. Like, no, 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 you shouldn't say you're not nervous. Like, no, no, no. If you're not nervous, something you don't care about it. Right. I, I was nervous, but I was so excited that I didn't even think about the nerves. I was practicing. Once I found out about it, I was practicing all the, the names that the Giants possibly could have drafted. <laughs> the name yeah. I practiced the most was not Kayvon Thibodeau. It was Akeem Aquano. I wasn't quite sure how to pronounce it. Right. I thought the Giants could have drafted at four. At, sorry, not at four. At five. But I'm happy they won Kayvon and then got Neil at seven. And then you go, they pull me backstage. I was with Commissioner Goodell for Houston's pick number three overall and the Jets pick and then the Giants, obviously. So we were in like a little green room with him. I had some water and I was talking to him. He's actually a really nice guy. You know, he gets a lot of backlash, but pretty cool dude. Um, By the way, you couldn't tell you were nervous if you were. I mean, it was amazing. 
I would have butchered. I would have said Thibodeau. I would have said Th. I would have butchered that name brutally. Um, who else did you meet besides you know outside of the Giants? Like okay, you just said Goodell. Anyone else you meet that that kind of stands out at the draft? Players or non-players? Whoever doesn't matter. So I'll do both. So I met a lot of the uh, draft players before some of the prospects on the red carpet. My so I actually did not meet Evan Neal or Kayvon Thibodeau before. I know. That's kind of funny to think about. I met about half of them, and they weren't in there. So my <laughs> one of my favorites was Drake London and N'Kobe Dean. N'Kobe Dean, unfortunately, is an eagle. He got the shoulder injury. Mm-hmm. That's why the Giants did not take him. N'Kobe Dean is one of the nicest of guys I've ever met. He let me try in his Georgia ring. He's really cool. Drake London, cool guy. I met Sauce. I also met Matt Corral. I met a lot of other players. Uh, I actually met the, also met the other two kit tackles except Evan Neal. Charles Cross, really nice guy. Icky, really cool guy. And then some non-athletes I met. I met Colleen Wolf, which is she's really cool for NFL Network. Of course, Rich Eisen, I think the guys from NFL Network, which were awesome. Yeah. Some of my idols right there. It was really weird to see and actually be on the show and anchor it. I also met Donnie Osmond and Wayne Newton. But, you know, there's an athlete that I forgot about. I actually met Michael Irving. He is so cool. So I'm yeah. a little out of order there. Sorry about that, guys. That's right. No, well, Michael Irvin brings back nightmares, Jerry. When I hear yeah, that. he does. He does. <laughs> Before your time, Sam, but trust me, he used to kill us, that guy. <laughs> yeah, the Cowboys, let's just, you know, I like to talk about the Cowboys, let's just say. Nice. Well, you, uh, uh, Sam, so Kayvon comes out, you guys are doing that dance and all that. How surprising was that? That was so surprising. Yeah, a lot of people think, oh, that was planned. No, that was not planned. I was planning on giving him a nice handshake, you know, welcome to New York. And then he's dancing. And obviously, I was like, I got to go crazy with him. What if, what's he going to dance? If I'm not. That's going to look so bad at me. You know? Oh, wait, your dance partner doesn't want to dance. Dancer, <laughs> not dancer. And that would have been me. I'm like, I got to do it. Good and stuff. you did. <laughs> yeah, good stuff, Sam. <laughs> good, Joe. No, um, I mean, look, you, you, like I said, you were you were the highlight of the first round, and I think you were the highlight for Giant fans. Uh, we sent out the GIF. How are you guys feeling? Like you, you kind of summed up how we all felt after uh, after day one. Like, were you surprised? Like, you're now a GIF. Like, you could look you up, and now you can you can GIF yourself every Sunday for uh, hey guys, just like for today's game. I mean, stuff like that. Like, that's that's got to be amazing for you, you know? It's so crazy to think about, guys, because. I had my phone do not disturb the whole day because one of my parents were with me. So, like, if anything happened with any of them, like, I'd be with them or vice versa. Yeah. You know, and I was with Ben Lepper, the other Make-A-Wish kid from, from Patriots. You know, I don't love the Patriots. I know some other Giants says I, like, don't care about them or don't like them. But, you know, you know, he's a really nice guy. We were together. You know, we did a lot of events together. I felt like it was truly a once-in-life opportunity that I didn't want to have my phone on me really that much. Yeah. So I didn't really, like, want to, like, be on social media. But when I opened it, when I opened Twitter, like towards <laughs> like middle of the draft, right after, I'm like, "Whoa!" <laughs> I was shocked. Nice, Sam. Look, obviously, you know, you went through a lot of stuff when you were young. Um, so, how happy were your mom and dad, man, for you at this moment? Yeah. I mean, they were there, right in Vegas. You said with you. Yes. So, I mean, tell us about that, man. I mean, your mom and dad they had to be so proud, I'm sure, and that must have been just a great moment for you and your family. They were so proud. So the funny thing about my dad, he really doesn't care about sports. I get it all from my grandpa and my brother. So my mom watches it with me. So my mom was in the 
the our seats and my dad went backstage with me and he was they were all very proud of me my mom was crying the whole time my dad had a couple of tears they were all so happy yeah i mean you made every giants fan in the world proud sam i gotta be honest with you the way you you know you got everybody hyped up um and and the flawlessness which way you announced the the name i, I again that that's a big moment i mean that that it's, i don't think it's ever been done in the first round for the giants before uh, so to get through that, I mean, you know, with the enthusiasm and the professionalism, um, not to ask you an interview question, but where do you see yourself next? Like, like, you know, you said announcing, you said scouting, like what's your, what's your goal here, bud? Giant Insider. Besides that, right? Oh yeah, of course. You know, Giant Insider podcast. <laughs> but so, uh, you know, I really don't know where I'm going to be. You know, I would like Sam, to you're not, Sam, you're not coming for my job, are you? I don't know. Maybe we'll see. Maybe I'm not going to like, I would like to be a sports broadcaster. I'd like to work for ESPN, the NFL network or the giants. You know, I would like to do something in football on, you know, if NFL network or one of those major companies wanted to hire me as a draft export or an analyst, I would gladly take them in the heartbeat because that's my dream. So that is my ultimate goal. Cool. All right, Sam, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here, buddy. Okay. So give me, give me the rundown on Kayvon. Tell me what you see in him. As a pass rusher, as, the, as a defensive guy, come on, give it to me. You act like I just landed from another planet. All right, all right. I, 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 I see greatness. What you see in Kayvon? It's all I see. I see explosive. Explosive. He gets the quarterback right away. He does his job. He beats the tackle. Look, what you're looking at, Ed Rush, beats the tackle, finds ways to beat him, reads the film. Athleticism is key to this. He's got super strong strength. And he's got, as I said, speed. Gets the quarterback. He knows how to get to it. And he works well with his teammates to know, okay, you're going to do this job and let's do that job. Because in some games in Oregon, he, maybe he was the guy that they covered, but then his other guy, you know, his other edge rusher got to the quarterback. He knows how to get to the quarterback and he knows how to be a leader on defense. One of the most impressive things, when he went for the pre-draft visit in the facility, uh, Sam, uh, he, he spoke with uh, Carl Banks, okay? And one of the most impressive things he said to Carl, and Carl told me this, is that he actually has a plan in the fourth quarter of games. And this is why he led the nation in sacks in the fourth quarter. That he actually sets guys up and he's going to get them in that fourth quarter, you know, with certain moves that maybe they didn't see all game. You know, that's the killer mentality he has. One question, Mark, Sam, I'm going to ask you about this. I didn't see it looking at it, but he did. A lot of people like to bring this up. What do you think about his motor? Does he give it all every play or what? If the man has a plan for the fourth quarter, of course he has a motive and gives it all every play. What kind of question is that? Well, a lot of people question his motor. You know, they said, oh, you know, he takes some plays off and all. I don't see it, Sam, but that's what, you know, some of these so-called scouts say, but I'm asking you, look, you're a future scout. I'm asking you. I don't, I don't see it at all. Uh, look, I'm happy he thought that because he fell to five. Now, if you now if you did see it, would you tell me? I would. I don't see it at all. Oh, it's, yeah, Jerry, an honest scout. See, that's what nice. I like about Sam. He's an honest nice. scout. That's like it is. So, Sam, after after Shane has obviously saved the Giants with free agency and this wonderful draft, what do you see this year? What's your prediction, man? Put it out there. Yeah. Six to eight wins. Smart. You're a smart man. Realistically. Is yep. Yeah. Jo- I'm sorry, go ahead, Jerry. No, go ahead. Is Daniel Jones a quarterback in 2023, Sam? No. Wow. No. All right. I like this kid. Oh, I, I want him to be the quarterback. I do not want him to 
go ahead and get another one and go for that another quarterback cycle again because I'd like to just have it because he knows the system. But realistically, I don't see it because I don't see a meet, uh, a four, number 14 quarterback in the NFL leading your team to the Super Bowl. You need at least a top 10 quarterback leading your team to the Super Bowl. All right, buddy. Sam, um, look, seriously, you obviously went through a lot in your life, bro. And me and Jerry are very, very happy that everything worked out well for you. God bless you, my man. Um, and obviously, this was just a great moment. And now you have found out what a class organization the Giants are. Obviously, make a wish we all know what great God's work they do. Right? And now you found out. I mean, me and Jerry know this. We deal with the Giants. We've dealt with Pat Hanlon. You know, we've yeah. dealt with these guys in the building. John Mara, okay? No matter what people, you know, people are down on John because, you know, they haven't been successful and all that. But there's no better human being than John Mara on this earth. Okay? I don't give a crap about the wins losses. I'm talking about life. And Sam, you found out, brother, your favorite football team is what? Is a class act with a lot of really good people in that building. And am I missing anything, Sam? Tell me, am I wrong with this? You know? I, I mean, everyone's saying the Giants are a class act organization. That's 100% true. And, you know, there are some organizations in the NFL that I would not say that they're a class act. I'm not going to name them on air just because of some reasons. But, <laughs> look, they're above a class act is a – is a just a low for the Giants. They're above a class act. They're what you want a model organization to look at, look like. Sam, I couldn't say better. Sam, obviously, you're 100%. Right? You feel great, right, buddy? I mean, your past health is all behind you, right, buddy? Everything is good with you. So with a transplant patient, you trade one set of problems for another set of problems, and the set of problems that you trade them for are not nearly as, as worse as before. I take medicines every day. I have to go to doctor's appointments every three to four months, but and have a procedure once or twice a year. I would have do that in a heartbeat rather than my problems I had before. Well, Sam, you let me tell you something. A lot of people can learn from you, brother. Uh, like we like to say from back in Brooklyn, you know, you got balls, my man. Balls. Okay? And I'm proud of you, man. A lot of people are proud of you, and you really represented the Giants well. On draft night, Sam, I'm sure you're gonna get an invite to training camp for one or two days. I hope, I hope that comes down the pike for you. Uh, I'm sure if you reach out to Pat Hanlon, they'll get you a pass for the day. Um, you keep in touch with us. If for some reason it's forgotten, it's on the back burner, uh, I'll reach out to Pat Hanlon for you. You know, and we'll get you over to training camp. You could, you could hang out, and uh, me and you will we'll watch a little Giants practice and all that stuff, buddy. Yeah, let's do this, Chris. Yeah, we will do it, buddy. I promise you that. And, uh, you know, and we'll get you over there for a day. I'm sure when you ask Pat Hanlon for for a credential for the day or two days, whatever it might be, come July and August, that you'll get one. You know what I mean, Sam? So I look forward to seeing you, buddy. Thank you, Chris. Sam, you. Sam you're, you're an inspiration to everyone beyond Giant fans. Uh, great job again. You did us all proud. God bless you. And it seems like everything's working out for you, man. Like, uh, keep going. Keep keep. Keep doing what you want to do. Keep living your dream. And uh, we, we really wish you all the best. And we really want to thank you for coming on. This has been our honor. It was a, our pleasure. It was a lot of fun. And I think the, uh, you know, the Giant Insider Podcast listeners are really going to enjoy this. But, um, man, keep doing what you're doing, buddy. Keep going. My pleasure being on, guys. I had so much fun. 
<laughs> and if, so let me let me narrow it down, Sam. Is, is it NFL scout you want to be or analyst? I would uh, rather be an analyst on TV. Network, tell me, what do you want to be? I want to be an uh, analyst or an anchor on TV. All right, so you ready? You want to be an analyst? Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's do this right here. All right, so, all right, <laughs> so give me who's the best quarterback in football? You think? Is it Aaron Rodgers with all his complaining? No, it's Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> it's Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> give me right, who's the It's not Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I'm not going to argue with you. No, Sam. I'm not going to argue with you, Sam. Sam, no, who's going to win the NFC East? Who's going to win the NFC East this year? He doesn't want to say it. As much as I hate to say this. Oh, I think I know where you're going with this. As much as I I hate to say it. It's the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, Oh, wow. I I thought he was going Philly, Jerry. So did I. (laughs) No, no. I think think Philly's going to come in second. I think we're going to come in third, and Washington's going to come in fourth. All right. Well, you know, Sam, this NFC East hasn't had a – back-to-back winner in a long time, right? So I hate to say it, man, but my early prediction, Jerry's going to kill me. No, Jerry's, I agree. Jerry's going to kill me, but I hate no. to say it, but I think right now I'm going to say the Eagles, believe it or not. But I could I see it. Not. I'm with you, Chris, unfortunately. Well, I, I, I thought I, that's where you were going, Sam. Yeah, I thought that's where you were going. I got to see how Hurts plays this year. Yeah, I'm not a Hurts believer. Yeah. I would rather trust Dak than Hurts. Yeah, fair enough. It's a good point. You know, so I don't well, really yeah. like either team. So either team in the playoffs hurts. So it's gonna hurt either way. Sam, where are you up in uh, West Col- North Colwell? I'm in North Colwell. Where are you guys at? Well, in Huntington County, and Jerry's over in uh, Mercer County, Central yeah. Jersey. Near, I'm, I, I'm, I'm near more Eagle fans than Giant fans. Sam, it's hell. So it is what it is. I, I feel for you, Jerry. <laughs> Good stuff, buddy. Uh, anything, all right, so Sam, anything you want to uh, you want to plug, bud? Maybe yeah, so uh, I'll, I'll plug my Twitter handle and my podcast. Uh, if you don't already go follow me on Twitter, Instagram, go follow Sam the Prince fourteen. I'm pretty sure I follow you and Jerry, right? You did. Yes, you did. Okay, yeah. good job. I followed you both of you, so I make sure. <laughs> and then I have my podcast, Prince of the Pod, Prince on the Pod, Instagram, Prince of the Pod, and TikTok. We make sports videos and sports content, and you know I'll be telling my own experience on it. And I appreciate you guys having me on. Sam, good luck with all your endeavors, brother. Good luck. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. All right, buddy. Sam, thanks again for coming on. Be safe. Enjoy the rest of the school year, and we'll talk soon. All right. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye, buddy. Oh, dude, that was great. Nice job, Chris. Oh, that was a great. You know, look, uh, you know, this is just – obviously, he's a huge giant. He's a fanatical giant fan. And was, But, Jerry, you know, let's not forget, you know, why he was there. Yeah. And why he was there – Obviously, through Make a Wish Foundation, which does, I know the Yankees have been doing this for years. I mean, it just, you know, they just do great. They just do God's work, Make a Wish. And you know what? Let's not forget why, you know, this kid went through a lot of serious crap, man. Yeah. And um, it's great to see. And obviously, he's a, you know, being a fanatical Giant fan and what he did at draft night, obviously went viral, Jerry. And he I, really I, did, I man. It's going to open doors for him and all that. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, we wish the kid luck. And it was, and it was nice having him on, man. Yeah, it was good stuff. Glad we landed that. Man, I don't think we can top this. So, But anything else, I'll ask, as, no, as so I always look, do. We, we covered the draft, Jerry, um, what we thought about it. We're going to have either Rick Cetarello or both, Dave, uh, this week. Well, where are we, Jerry? Wednesday? Well, we're Monday. We're No, we're Tuesday. Yeah, probably Monday. So we're going to talk, you know, we'll talk yeah. draft with them because they're yeah. real busy, especially Rick. He's real busy, too, wrapping up the draft stuff. 
Cybert's very quick. Cybertson just put out a, a tweet and said, "Here's my ten thousand word analysis." <laughs> Talk <Right>. about busy. <laughs> Talk about busy, right? <laughs> you know, so um, you know, so we'll have them on. We'll, you know, they'll give their summary of the Giants draft, what they expect to see. You know, what what you should expect to see out of these kids coming to training camp and yeah. Uh, Jerry Rook, just for the, for everybody who doesn't know, um, rookie mini camp is next weekend. Hmm. Uh, not this weekend, the following weekend, the thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth. Uh, so you get to, uh, you know, I get to see some of these kids up close, uh, these draft picks up close. Uh, mandatory mini camp is June seventh, eighth, and ninth. Um, obviously, the whole team will be there, and then you know everybody's off into, you know, training camp at the end of yeah. July. Right? You know, which Jerry, it's amazing, right, dude? How time flies. Here we are, beginning in May, and, and you know, training camp is not far off now. No, nope. right, Jerry. Yep. It, it, it flies, bro. It flies, you know. Memorial um, Day, then July Fourth, then training camp. Exactly. You know? It's Memorial Day, mandatory mini camp. Yep. July Fourth week, and then training camp, and 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 away we go, you know, yeah. uh, for Brian Dable and everybody. So, um, uh, hey Jerry, it's it's amazing, man. The weather's turning, you know. <laughs> Yep. You know, and uh, I can actually hit a golf ball that goes someplace now, Jerry, to actually travel. So, so, Chris, do you like playing in the wind? No, I don't. Uh, I've had enough of the wind, Jerry. I've had enough of the wind of playing in 40-mile-per-hour winds. Nice. Trying to hit, lo- trying to lower the tee, trying to go left, right? I'm, I've had enough, dude. My last two rounds, I've been nice, warm weather. played today, not playing in a hurricane. Um, so it, it's actually been nice. Uh, so it was good. Look, I'm glad we got Sam on. Uh, it was good times for that kid, you know. Uh, yep, I'm happy for him, dude. So. Good stuff, buddy. We, uh, folks, we print this weekend as well. It's gonna be a hell of an issue, complete like wall to wall draft coverage. It's already coming out really well, it's about halfway done. So, look forward to that. That'll go out Sunday. Um, if you if you subscribe to Max, it'll be available Sunday night. If not, it goes out in the mail Monday. So, good stuff, man. All right, guys. Or a subscription to The Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com or go to Magster for a digital subscription. That's M-A-G-Z-T-E-R. And the Rangers are up one nothing over the pens, baby. Let's go, Rangers. All right, guys. Remember, Sundays are giant days, baby. Take Rangers care, everyone. All right, folks. Be good. We'll talk soon. <laughs>